Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Forever Forward uh, podcast, where we discuss everything that is super critical at the intersection of facilities management and digital transformation, but yet very seldom spoken or probably discussed. And today we have an absolutely cracker of a of a topic. And thanks, Hamza, for actually picking this. Um, in and and we were having and the context is that we were having one of the discussions around. Uh, the aspect of being digital versus doing digital. And, and it so came in this conversation that uh, uh, there's a huge role that uh, the workforce uh, probably at the middle of the pyramid makes. And, and we thought, why not go ahead and record something on what we think is going to be the role modern day FM managers are going to play as far as enabling the organizations to be, to be, to be digital. But before that, uh, Hamza, a warm welcome to you on the Forever Forward uh, podcast. Much thank you for the welcome. It's great to be here. Awesome. And 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 folks, I, I as I said, I just had this this uh, conversation with Hamza on LinkedIn. I saw some of his posts and I thought, oh, this is guy who has to be featuring on the Forever Forward podcast. Uh, so Hamza is working with an organization called Jacobs. is involved in inside sales and marketing, um, and he writes a fair bit uh, himself at the intersection of. Of facilities management, digital transformation. I, I would, I would most uh, uh, openly kind of advocate everyone to go check his profile and some of the LinkedIn articles is written. Hey, Amza, but why don't you tell the audience about your work, everything uh, that has led to you doing what you're doing right now? Absolutely, it would be a pleasure. So my name is Hamza Benzine, and uh, Umes, just as you mentioned, I am working at Jacobs, uh, wonderful company and focusing really on inside sales, focusing on marketing, proposal development, and client advising. Mm -hmm. I'm working at uh, an organization within Jacobs called, or a group within Jacobs called Government Technology Operations, led by our VP and general manager, Chris Williamson, who's really a leader who is kind of a visionary when it comes to mm. integrating technology in a way that makes sense when you talk about technology and strategy, technology and people, mm. technology and how it's going to affect the business model. Mm. How did I get there? Um, I was born and raised in, in Algeria, in the city of Algiers, and I kind of got a firsthand look at, at systems change and, and how things work. In the background, of course, there was a it was kind of a bit of a problem. There was a civil war. And so that was another uh, kind of a lesson to see how systems and people and, and, and languages and cultures can, can mix together and how they work and so on. So that led me to study political science because I was interested in systems and campaigns and models. And, and political science is really the business of you know, competing for ideas. It's an ideas marketplace. Mm -hmm. And then I went to law school and uh, law school for me was a sort of pragmatic philosophy with teeth. It was complex problem solving from first principles. I got into business because my focus in law school was business. And I got an opportunity to work with an Argentinian startup that was primarily focused on taking big data from MIT and translating it into the marketplace, trying to create products for telecom operators and banks, right? Being able to use uh, big data to predict what customers were going to, to purchase in the next couple of months, but also using key insights from customers to be able to conceive 
new products that they would be interested in buying. That's awesome. So that's 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 addressing man political science to law and then to to now doing uh, you know insert sales and marketing around a very different topic. So I would definitely, I mean, it definitely makes sense for you to talk about people, which is what this entire conversation is going to be uh, to be to be all about. So uh, just to thank thanks so much uh, Hamza for letting people know about about the background, which is definitely very interesting. Uh, mm. Just to set the context up and, and, and giving people the, the the audience the back uh, the the sort of background to our conversation, we spoke about the fact that there's a huge difference between being digital and doing digital, but more importantly, the kind of uh, the role the middle level management is going to is is going to make. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so so firstly, I just want to run, I wanted to understand or maybe hear from you on a what does according to you being digital mean what what would you say uh, it entails okay so first i examine via negativa what digital being digital is not right mm-hmm. being digital to me is not accessorizing a business with digital technology mm-hmm. it's not touting your digital capabilities mm-hmm. it's not about research and development Being digital is about adopting a paradigm that isn't so much technology-centered as it is about using digital technology to amplify one's effectiveness to accomplish strategic aims as sustainably as we can. Right? So you're taking a mindful view and a long-term view in seeking disruptive transformation via the lens of a long-term strategic plan. That's what being digital means to me. So in context of facility management, and you mentioned in our conversation that you think the middle managers have a have a have a great opportunity, uh, like never before, to emerge as, as leaders or to be seen as proactive agents of change. Why do you why do you say so? Before we Absolutely. dive into the actual questions. Yeah. Absolutely. So first of all, middle middle managers sort of have a, a bad rap or a bad reputation as being in the middle of the road and not really ever moving the needle in terms of innovation or leadership. And this is wrong, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, go into why. The idea that middle managers are um, not so extraordinary is said to have come from a 1977 Harvard Business uh, Review article in which it distinguished the leader or visionary from the manager. And it sort of framed the middle manager as sort of a hyper-powered admin or administrator. Right. And the misconception grew from there and spread to business schools and then the rest of the mainstream. You see a lot of uh, middle managers talking about how they need to upgrade their leadership skills, not realizing, in fact, they are in a perfect position to influence and create innovation. There is a book, Umesh, there's a book called Built to Innovate. Right. This Uh is by professor and business thinker Ben Bensau from France. And Mm. one of the interesting things in that book is he frames middle managers, he calls them the forgotten heroes of innovation. Mm. Think about that for the moment. One of his big ideas is this. Middle managers are vital to innovation, not secondary, not third, vital. But Mm. still, they're overlooked. Without them, innovation is lost. That's interesting when you say that. I mean, I'll definitely look forward to to reading that book. I mean, and adding it to the to the repository. But I think you you make this very interesting point. That, and and again, coming back to facilities management, which has been a very orthodox industry. I mean, you're quite 
you often end up taking a very top-down approach uh, in, in in digital transformation. And I think which, which is probably mostly with any industry, um, you know, and I think uh, that's a very valid point where you, where you mentioned the middle-level managers actually happen to be very vital uh, versus just, just playing a, a, a role as they as they uh, say. But, you know, just to draw this, like, where do you think they are stuck? Like, what, you know, over the years, according to you, could be, could have could have played a role where where they are stuck and and unable to make use of that opportunity. Is that they don't see that opportunity? Is it that they don't see the overall shift that's happening, or it's mm. just what is it? Like where are they stuck according to you? Well, it's a couple of things. But before I before I answer that, I just want to frame why exactly they're they're well positioned, so mm. that um, so that our listeners can can kind of understand. You know, they are middle managers are, are well positioned in the middle because, hmm. first of all, employees, the frontline employees are dealing with customers and they encounter issues every day. So they understand the need for innovation because they deal with the problems in the front line. Hmm. And senior management is aware of what needs to happen in order for innovation to, you know, unleash efficiencies or increase productivity. The middle manager is in the middle, yeah. right? And they have their pulse. They have a fingertip feel for what's going on, right? Yeah. They yeah. can take information from the front line and report it to senior executives. They can refine ideas from the front line. They can empower, they can, they can motivate, but where are they stuck, right? They're stuck on a couple of things. Number one, they are so focused on execution, yeah. right? The pressure to innovate is not on their shoulders. The pressure to innovate seems to be on the shoulders of senior management and frontline employees. Frontline employees have to execute on the day-to-day -day and solve customer problems. So they're sort of forced to adapt. They kind of have to innovate. There's a Even if they don't innovate, there is a pressure to innovate. Hmm. Senior management, right? They're thinking about not just this quarter, but they're thinking about the next three to five years. They right. have great view of the competitive landscape so they understand the need to elevate or yeah. innovate. Yeah. So both of those sides have pressure, but the middle managers, the pressure is off the shoulders. All they're focused on is executing the day-to-day. -day. That's what they've, that's what they've in their minds, that's what they framed their role yeah. as. They're also stuck doing digital, right? They're not being digital, they're doing digital. And what does that mean? Hmm. Doing digital is when you do a series of technology projects, right? These projects are, you know, they're, they're nice, they're exciting, but they're strategically divorced from the whole. They aren't seeing the real problems. They're framed as, oh, it would be nice to adopt a cloud network or let's hmm. do machine learning so we can gather insights from our data. Hmm. So the world is more networked than before. And technological change is happening exponentially, right? This creates more opportunity, but it also creates more randomness and risk. It creates complexity. And in order to step up, right, middle managers have to realize, number one, they are the forgotten heroes of innovation, mm. right? They are perfectly positioned to innovate. Mm. Number two, they have to adopt new ways of in order to meet the complexity that is mm. the new reality. So I mean that's interesting. I mean, but but like I mean, just 
playing a devil's advocate when you say that the the middle level managers obviously when you look at even in fm i mean obviously they are not the ones who are driving the 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 the, uh, the strategic narrative they are more like focused on execution and stuff like that but like is there a need for them to be strategic like when you say they are not strategic is there a need for them to be strategic or can they be strategic i mean or or, or like so that that's a part i mean is is do you think that as a as a change that must be brought into their mindset well yes they can certainly influence strategy right so for for instance mm. uh, when you look at finance one doesn't have to have the financial acumen to be a cfo but one certainly needs to be aware of the balance sheet and aware of cash flows mm. and so they do need to speak the language of strategy they do need to think strategically they do need to align themselves to strategy mm. and if they see that where we are along the strategic lines is not necessarily where we need to be in terms of innovation then they can become influencers and become part of that conversation to reframe and rethink strategy Hmm. I'm just curious in in your in your current role or maybe the previous roles of or like have you have you encountered any any such conversations uh, you know as you speak to customers and prospects just curious do you do you see this 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 digital divide or of sorts Absolutely so when we when we talk about digital a lot of the times what you hear are you know buzzwords 3 to 5 you know buzzwords about technology you hear machine learning you hear ai but when you really delve into the concepts yeah. right to see whether someone is understanding what what is going on you can kind of understand that they're not really getting a clear picture of the potential of the technology yeah. they're not getting a clear picture of what digital business models are they're not getting a clear picture of yeah. well, they're not able to conceive the business models of tomorrow because it really requires some commitment and deep study and research So that brings me to the, to the next question. I mean, is it is it fair to say that that softer skills matter more now than ever before, as far as mid-level managers are concerned? Apart from acquiring new skills, which will will come to which which will probably come to at some point in time. Yeah, absolutely. So we've just established that middle managers are the are the connective tissue, right? They connect mm-hmm. senior leadership. to frontline employees and what we're seeing with frontline employees of course is and I I do not know if this is going to be a long term trend but we're seeing a workforce that is more and more hybridized and spread out mm. right soft skills are more important now than ever because first of all let's say the middle manager is in a position where they think okay I am empowered to innovate and here's how I'm going to innovate I'm going to innovate by getting my frontline workers mm. to be able to adapt and improvise on their own how do you do that right mm. you do that by first of all having the soft skills of empathy and communication such that you create psychological safety mm. for frontline employees to be able to feel empowered enough to say okay he all or right. she trusts me and so i'm going to be adaptive i'm going to bring ideas even if they're raw unfiltered if they're raw uh, unrefined ideas i'm going to bring those ideas and those ideas can be refined and communicated to uh, leadership management so soft skills are needed more so now than ever before i believe hmm 
And apart from the softer skills, I mean, are there a certain new skills which are around data or digital that the that the middle of imagine needs to imbibe or learn? What what could, be, what could those skills be? So those skills can be broken down into business and also in into tech. As mm-hmm. far as business goes, right? Middle managers have to sort of upgrade as a whole. They have to upgrade their mental models. They have to understand complex adaptive systems. They have to develop uh, an understanding of core technological concepts that are built around digital. They also have to, on the business front, they have to develop develop a feel for how intangible assets are now greater drivers, greater players on the stage that is the balance sheet. Mm. Intangible assets are driving business model formation more and more. You can see that in the research. If you read uh, the book Capitalism Without Capital, you can read about, you know, you, know you, can, you can look at that research. So on as far as going more into the technical, hmm. there's also a linguistic component. It's not necessarily the case that a middle manager must be a technologist. However, they should be fluent in the terminology and they should have a real grounding in the core concepts. Do you know what a bit is? Do you know how a server works? Do you know what a critical digital asset is? Hmm. Do you know how a cloud network operates? Hmm. Hmm. And 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 how do they really go on uh, on on starting on that skill? I mean, like any any thoughts? Uh, how can they get ahead? How can they? Because it's, you said that the mental models need to change. The entire framework of how they've operated needs to needs to change. And I think more importantly, from the perspective of of the fact that you say that hey they are all they're a very important bridge between the the top management and the people who are working on the front line who are all who any which ways are, are probably the most vulnerable uh, as far as digital transformation is concerned uh, because they've they've not been really used to working in a data first environment so in that context I mean where where does where does the the mid level manager really come in okay. So in that context, the middle manager, first of all, it's psychological. The middle manager should sit down with with him or herself and reframe their sort of identity within the ecosystem, right? Reframe and remember that you're not not necessarily someone who is executing the day-to-day. You are a protagonist in this story. You are on the hero's journey. Second of all, it's really, really good to imbue oneself with a sense of curiosity right you're yeah. going to be you're going to think from a new paradigm you're going to be curious about the the wider world around you yeah. read up on business models that are being invented every single day yeah. what's interesting about the world we are living in now is that all the subdisciplines of business whether marketing whether sales whether finance are being radically reimagined yeah. reconceptualized it's a it's a brave new world and so it can be a scary new world as well but it is it is good to delve into that world and do a little bit of reading about new business models, do a little bit of reading about how, uh, of case studies about how companies are using digital, not just to do digital, but to be digital, to reevaluate how their business models work, to create new business models and new lines of revenue, and to, to refashion how they do business in such a way that it amplifies their strategic effectiveness, and it solves mm. their problems. Interesting. So in a way, you're, you're, you're saying that the way, I mean, again, coming back, I mean, 
obviously i think this this probably works for each sector each space but but just coming back in the interest uh and, and, and put a special focus on facilities management so you, if i'm a facility manager there was a particular way in which i i was looking at my job more like from execution uh you know it was like more like daily tasks this is what needs to happen so on and so forth and you're saying that all of a sudden what's going to happen is that because of if the the overall organization needs to be digital um then in that case the the entire uh uh, definition of the role of of uh, a facility manager or a mid level manager changes, which I which I honestly think is a very significant change, psychological change for the FM uh, itself. Besides all the other skills uh, challenges that you that you would encounter, uh, just just one of the last questions. I mean, uh, and again, this is more uh, from from the experience perspective, and and you know, and maybe you know, not just not not just the work that you guys do at Jacobs and stuff. But is there a role you think uh, technology vendors or consulting companies like yours or execution companies like yours have a have a and is there a role they have to play uh, to be able to make sure that the that the that the capacities are being built or at least are being thought in the right direction? As far as the industry as a whole, or within within our, I mean, industry as a whole, and, and like not necessarily only looking at Jacobs, yeah. Absolutely. We we take it upon ourselves within our group and under the direction of our VP and, and GM, we do take it upon ourselves not mm. only to not only to solve our clients' and customers' problems, we take it upon ourselves to have the critical conversations we need to be having about the industry as a whole. Mm. For example, uh, I remember talking with my um, you know, my VP and GM about the need for the need for facilities managers to be able to be fluent in more in more kind of subdisciplines of business and more be more like polymaths in the sense that they they don't just understand facilities right they under, for example if we frame an asset within facilities management right. under the ISO if we frame an asset as a, as a human being right. right now we get into the psychological component right. now we get into the question of how do we create spaces that are not only where people can be productive, but where people can be happy and vibrant. So now we have to understand psychology a little bit. We talked about business acumen, right? And really understanding the balance sheet. Do you understand the drivers of cash flow within your organization? And not every organization is created equally, but do you at least have, you know, sort of a feel for for the drivers of the cash flow of your organization? What could they be tomorrow? Um, Another facet is thinking about of course thinking a little bit about strategy mm. not necessarily being a strategist but being mm. in the conversation and then having sharpening your communication skills i know it sounds trite and cliche to say be a storyteller but are you able to take complex technological information and turn it into a simple humanized and compelling narrative that galvanizes people to take action that's interesting, and I, and I think if that becomes more more so important, not from the customer end customer perspective, but I think more from the perspective of the fact that you are uh, going to eventually flow, you're you're eventually going to let that entire strategic thing be executed by the people on the shop floor or like the at the bottom of the pyramid, and and, and the clearer you are, uh, and as non technical as you are, that's that's probably going to probably going to help in in that sense. No, I'm 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 really taken, uh, you know, honestly, you know, and, and and honestly, not just this. This could not just work for facilities management. I mean, this could this could just work for 
any other industry. But but I think as as we sum up this this amazing conversation, I think one of the things that I take uh, as a summary is that the most critical part of it is is just the the need for the uh, mid level managers or the FM uh, sort of facility managers to be able to reimagine it on their own what their new role could look like. It is going to be daunting, it's going to be scary, and it's going to be challenging. It's certainly going to be new, uh, but uh, but I think it's, it's, it's worth giving a shot. Uh, and then just one last question I would, I would have for you is, sure. you know, playing the role of a slightly pessimism over here, what happens if, if, if you know, the mid-level managers or, the, or, the, or, or let's say the facility managers of the modern day world do not look at acquiring these skills? Like where where are those opportunities then? I mean, they're they're not existing for them anymore. Uh, you know, what's the driver? Because I know that change is very hard. They've been working on things in a particular manner, uh, right? Like, why would they need to change in, in that sense? So I'm just sure. thinking, what could be that big message from you? Uh, I mean, personally, from from you and saying, okay, this is the main reason why you should look at changing. So the main reason that you can you should look at change is because change oftentimes creates opportunities that you do not see, right? Mm. Opportunities that you can really, really, if you if you look past the scary things, right? Complexity is, is really scary, right? Complexity requires a new vocabulary. Complexity requires um, counterintuitive ways of thinking. Right. Yeah. There's a great uh, there's a great line of research that that became a book called Obliquity by John Kay. And Obliquity is interesting because John Kay in that book, he argues, if you want to go to a target or if you want to reach an objective, don't go. Do not go straight. Go around. Right. Which is very. I struggled with this book because I, I was thinking, how could how could the how could the short shortcut between two points be the long way around? Yeah. And he argues that in. You know, in a world of greater complexity, sometimes you have to think in counterintuitive and scary ways, right? If you go this direct path, it might backfire on you. And so what that leads me to, to say about uh, middle managers is it is scary to look change in the face, right? But if you, if you adopt the steps that we talked about, right, just step by step, start with psychological, you know, reframe who you are and then start with picking up a few skills around digital. You know, we talked about the balance sheet, learn a little bit more about intangible assets. We talked about communication, learn how to tell simple stories that galvanize and motivate people. We talked about digital, learn, you know, 15 to 20 concepts, 15 to 20. That's all you need. And then you are going to be positioned well, it's going to create a person that has new eyes. You're going to look around you and you won't see monsters, dragons, challenges. You're going to see opportunities and you're going to be excited about that change. And so that's what I would recommend. I would say that's a healthy start. That makes sense. That's that's a that's a good summary. And I hope, hope it turns out to be good motivation. And there are two things that I could figure out is that A, you... You yourself are a good storyteller, but you also read a lot of books, which is which is wonderful uh, in that sense, Samza. Samza, thanks for taking time out. I hope when the the podcast is ready and 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 even if it inspires one of the the, the so many 
uh, facility managers and mid-level managers to make that change. I think we would have done our job. Um, and as you say, as you rightly said, it's it's you know things are not going to be easy, but but one has to has to look beyond and and, and make sure that uh, they all are ready for the opportunities that lies in front of them. I really deeply appreciate you taking uh, the time out to speak to us, uh, Hamza. It's been a pleasure, and I hope uh, to catch up with you sometime soon. Umesh, it's been a pleasure, and I want to say thank you for what you do. You're bringing real value to your listeners. You're bringing real value to the FM industry because you're having these critical conversations we need to be having. You're covering different disciplines. So really, it's, it's, it's changing the way we do things. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you to your listeners. Thank you so much, Amsa. Take care. Take care.